Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Robin Callie Show. I'm Callie Alpert here with my dear buddy, Robbie Kay. What's up, Callie? Welcome, everybody, to the very last episode of 2015. That's right, the last one. And we are, um, I guess we're starting to approach our 30th show. I haven't counted lately because mm. we didn't really commemorate our 25th, which I meant to. But Wait, yes. you didn't get that invite to the party? <laughs> <laughs> it was How me. How was the party with you It and was yourself? really good with myself. I had a very good time with myself. I had a good conversation. <laughs> I'm good company. You should try it. Um, you know what? Maybe I will. Thanks. Thanks for the tip. Maybe I'll do that for, the first sh- for our first show of 2016. Spending so- more time with yourself. <laughs> In 2016. <laughs> um, I don't think I need to do more than that. I know. More of neither. that. I think we're pretty good at that. We well, have that mastered. We're going to do a whole episode on isolation <laughs> next year. <laughs> that actually is on my list of topics to <laughs> Me talk <too>. about. Um, <laughs> we should do a show together. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we, so, yes, it is the end of the year. <laughs> we have the I just like that I'm so amused by this show. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, I just laugh. Anyway, go ahead. Um, and we are, we're grateful to, uh, to, to be here. And we're going to talk about a really lively, upbeat topic, which is the dark dog days of winter um no just the fact that um winter obviously is is upon us and with that comes a lot of um different feelings and emotions and um sort of the tamping down of the year and new years and the beginning of a new season and freezing your tush off if you live anywhere cold um and just what that means in terms of you know psyche and emotions and just general life What's winter mean to you? It's so funny because we usually scribble out some notes before the show and then we just kind of ramble and see what happens. But my notes for winter were reflection, isolation, mourning. <laughs> well, let's just start with mourning. Let's just get to it's it. Like, yeah, you know, I just get so depressed during winter. It's just a tough time. Actually, I do. It usually, you know, lack of light and it's cold. And I love winter in a way. Like mm. I love skiing. I love tobogganing when i was a kid i remember we had a place oh my gosh. well i grew up in tarrytown yeah. and we had a place called laughing hill and it was this big rolling hill that rolled down right into the hudson river and during the summer we'd roll down it and then during the winter we'd toboggan and sled down it it was so great so there are certain things about winter that i love but in general emotionally it's usually a tough time for me that lack of light and the short days and it gets dark and just being in the cold it can be really challenging at the same time, you know, I've thought about, I remember when I watched um, the series on John Adams, and I was just sort of struck by the fact that they had so much time on their hands back in the 1700s. Like, back then, you didn't have anything really to distract you other than a book. So, a lot of times, they probably spent a lot of time in introspection <laughs> or isolation, just yeah. thinking, you yeah. know, or just being wherever they were, you yeah. know, when they weren't doing chores. And so, I think part of the winter for me is getting contemplative and going to some introspection. And someone said to me that sometimes you can measure your own growth by going back a year. So at the end of the year, I usually look at the year and see what happens, see what growth I've had, see what changes I want to make for the next year. Oh my God, now I'm so depressed. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. (laughs) Going back now. And that's a wrap on this episode. (laughs) Happy New Year. (laughs) Maybe that's my my defense mechanism, giggling, because I do that too. I really look at, um, yes, first of all, um, you know, we just... 
witnessed or celebrated or um, experienced the winter solstice, which is the you know the the, the shortest day of the year and the the longest um, night. Yeah. And so with that comes the official launch of winter, like you said, and. Yeah, and you know, sort of in in pagan world, it is um, a place you know place for um, a time of introspection, sort of looking inward. And again, especially if you live in a place where there are seasons, um, and it's just natural that you start spending more time inside and more time. I find even my body kind of stiffens up. Yeah, you know, my energy, my whole vibration kind of gets a little bit thicker and denser. And yeah. so, um, and with that comes the idea of introspection, sort of marking time in the year, which I I do appreciate. But then there are times where I look back um, as I'm starting to do because I'm I'm an avid list person, maybe a little obsessive, and. Besides lists of practical work related or whatever daytime, you know, day, uh, daily task related lists, I do lists of where I want to, what I want to manifest for the year, what I see for a certain year, what I um, hope to accomplish, um, uh, different parts of my personality I'd like to develop, parts that I'd like to leave behind, all that kind of stuff. So I have a very concrete, indelible place to go to note you know to note when I've achieved them and when I haven't or where I stand with them yeah and often it kind of remains the same year after year maybe there's one little thing I can check off or that switches or changes or yeah you know expands or grows but often I'll look back and like oh wah, wah, maybe I didn't do as good a job with that particular thing as I could have Callie this is your unconscious we just want you to know that you've not grown at all no, there's, <laughs> there's been no growth at all. Happy New Year. <laughs> it feels like that sometimes, though. It really does. There are times where I wish that I could say that things um, maybe shifted a little bit more. But again, that's some of it's not within our control. Yeah. You know? But it's a sobering truth. It, it's a it's a it's it's a sobering thing to look um, look back, whether it's a list or in your heart or your mind yeah. and just sort of contemplate where you where you're at or where you've been, where you're at and where you're going. You yeah. know, it's it's important, but it's not always pretty. No. And sometimes it's very quiet. Like sometimes you have quiet epiphanies or you have quiet changes or you sort of just don't do something that's so large. You know, I think when I was younger, I thought changes are about, you know, or just life in general is like the bells, whistles, all the big things, you know. And as I get older, I really just appreciate the little things yeah. and the little ideas, the little sort of revelations or aha moments or sort of little things that I do just to improve my life for myself. And so it can be a time where I think people can easily fall into beating themselves up and falling into the darkness of winter rather mm -hmm. than trying to find some light. And I think that for me is the challenge on a day to day basis, trying to stay as positive as I can. And, you know, being a guy who's had depression most of his life and had a challenge with that, that can be not an easy task. And I have to find different ways to keep my mood up, try and get to the gym a little bit more, try and meditate a little bit more, try and get out and go to that party I don't want to go to a little bit more. And sometimes I just don't feel like doing it. And so I think in this episode, you know, I just want to be honest with everybody because I've 
talk to people about the show and they ask me, do you really feel that way? Or do you, when you talk about these topics, do you go through that yourself? And it's like, yeah, we're both human beings. We both are sensitive people and we care a lot. And at the same time, you know, we have times where we don't feel that great or at least I'll talk for myself. You can talk for me too. I'm with you. You know, I'm just not in a great mood. And I think that's what I really appreciate about my friends, especially during the, the winter is leaning on them and, just venting about how tough it may be or just how I don't feel that great. And again, just to remind everybody, I think one of the most important gifts that you can give to anybody in the holiday season or into the new year is to just validate them. If they say they're not in a great mood, they don't even have to do anything. Just the fact that you say you understand is going to help them get into a better mood. So many things you just said that are also important, you know. Really? I know. It's a That every, is shocking. Every once in a while you hit it. Every once in a while. There is legitimate um seasonal I'm sorry, God, I'm spacing now. It's the acronym is SAD, but I'm forgetting what the A stands for. Seasonal affective disorder, right? Yeah. For when seasons change. And so there's legitimately that issue, which physiologically does take a toll. Then there's the idea of, you know, if you're a highly sensitive person where you're always feeling a lot anyway. And then there's the, you know, the fact that weather and just, um, you know, makes you want to hibernate and it does get harder. You know, it's easier to get more isolated, which can be dangerous. Again, I think it's a fine line because there's something important about that that we all have to I, I believe have to be willing to go there and wintertime gives you more of an excuse because you're just more internal physically mm-hmm. you know um, figuratively and literally right um, and at the same time I think it's also important to give yourself that extra nudge and find the fine line where you're not hibernating too much where you go out even if it's too cold out or you're feeling like you don't want to or it's inconvenient yeah. or um, I know my sister for many years I don't know if she's done it I know she won't be doing it this year but often makes a point of throwing a party like in the depths of winter after the holidays after the long weekends you know maybe at the end of February well into March in New York because that's when nothing is going on yeah. no one's visiting you know, yeah. everybody's here and yeah. it's when everybody needs it most and it's an excuse to you know to get out well even in the sports world like yeah. that's after the super bowl mm-hmm. and march madness isn't really started mm-hmm. yet so there's sort of this off time where even you don't even have sports right and that is my barometer i just forgot to say it the sports seasons oh i know because you're such a huge <laughs> sports fan <laughs> Is that on your to-do list for next year? (laughs) Become a sports fan somewhat? (laughs) I'm a little bit better than people know I am. I have a a closeted side that actually knows a little bit and cares a little bit on the right climactic event. I'm sure I can help you. I'm not a sports fan. I don't know if you know this about me. I can help you with that. Yeah, as you have your like New York whatever team t-shirt on right now. New York Giants. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I I think that the idea of kind of using it, um, because, again, it's a circadian rhythm thing, too. You know, um, when it's darker, it's sort of like your body starts getting a little bit more um, in rhythm with that. And so it can be a nice, you know, it's cozy, obviously. It's if you're, especially if you're in good company, it's nice to be by your fire. It's yeah. nice to be inside. Yeah. Um, but even if you're not, I just think it's important to sort of let the vibe of the season take you inside. 
Yeah. That's an important thing to do. You know, at the, at the end of the year, I do it um, twice a year. I do it on New Year's Eve. And then I do it again, um, summer solstice. Mm -hmm. It's a little ritual that I've done with family and friends and kind of spread it. So I'll offer it to everybody. And it's a really, just, it's a nice way to launch into sort of what we're talking about, which is very simple. I just do a list of all the things, a list, shockingly, a list of all the things that I want to um, rid or purge from my life. And then all the, a separate list of all the things that I want to bring in. And I burn them separately and do a little you know, whatever prayer or just acknowledgement or affirmation or whatever. It's fun. You can do it with kids. Um, you know, I've done it with my young nieces when they were younger, family members, friends. I turn them on to it wherever I am in the world. Yeah. And it's just a way of symbolically kind of getting into that headspace, I think. Sure. Sure. And it's always good to write down stuff that you want to manifest. You know, you want to get have that vision, visualize it, write it down, get that energy going to attract it into your life. You know, that's great. I was thinking, though, while you're talking about biorhythms, and I remember the first time a friend mentioned that, that as animals, you know, as human beings, we are susceptible to biorhythms. It's part of our life and our experience being on Earth. And that slows down during the winter, and it's natural. We want to hibernate, go into the cave. Um, Fatten up. Yeah. That part's not fun, but... But you do want pasta or pizza, (laughs) don't you? Yeah. Yeah, You want something hearty like that. The other thing is that there are certain things about the winter that I love. Like I love if I'm in a relationship and cuddling in a bed where it's cold outside, the bed's really warm. Or even morning sex during the winter is like great where it's cold, but you're still like in this hot, passionate time and you're having some fun sexually. That's great. So there are some really great things <laughs> about the about winter morning, time. I never thought about morning sex being better in the winter than any other time of the year, but that's an interesting well, point. I like that. I don't know because like you wake up in the morning and it's really cold. Yeah, I and understand. So, and like usually if you have to wake up with an alarm clock or you have to get out of bed at a certain time, that's not great. But if you wake up with somebody... And, you know, you have morning sex or something. It just makes it better, especially on the weekends where you don't have to go to work. I don't know. I just kind of like it. There's something about it's cold outside, but it's warm in bed. <laughs> Unless you're perimenopausal, in which case it feels really good to have a little bit of coolness in your bedroom. But that's a whole other right. topic. That's a topic we're going to do another time. You know. That's for 2016. Right. Getting back to getting laid during the winter time. <laughs> that's what hibernation is really good for. It's true. I do. Yes, I do. I just got a little shy for some reason and had to deflect it with some bad attempts at humor. So where were we? <laughs> we're talking about sex. <laughs> of course. How do we get from winter to sex? Because that's one of the best things about winter. Yeah. I actually, you know, I, I might be completely making this up, but I think there's birthday stats, obviously, based on, you know, um, conception. I thought, you were gonna say, I, I thought there was birthday sex, <laughs> which when, there is. <laughs> it's called getting is, some on your birthday. Yeah, it's the best birthday gift ever. That's right. Um, but I think that there might there's a lot of um, babies being conceived, obviously, during the winter just for the reasons that you speak to so there's you know some scientific evidence of your of your theories yes <laughs> where are we going where are we going with this interesting we have winter no idea show? i don't know if everybody knows this about this episode but we're trying to practice having a conversation <laughs> <laughs> so we never know what's gonna happen anyway <laughs> well, let's see what else can we talk about we said we're gonna be more free-flowing tonight right so the Nothing. winter yeah it's a bit tough, but it's great. And it's also the end of the year. So people are going to look back at their year and see things that have happened, things that didn't happen. Maybe some people have resolutions. Other people, like you said, make lists about things that they want to happen or 
goals that they have. And um, yeah, I think it's a, a time of year where everybody's sort of winding down, getting to that mode of really ramping up for the new year. I did want to say this. I'm glad I thought of this because I was like bullshitting until I really thought of something I wanted to say, <laughs> which is the fact that in January, I usually have no energy. Yeah. And oh, I right. usually beat the shit out of myself yeah. about it. I usually really beat myself up that I have low energy and I constantly have to, and this is like a ritual I have in January. Rob, it's January. You're allowed not to feel very energetic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And how does it has it gotten easier over the years? No, it's still the same. Yeah. It's like here I go again. I yeah. think I should tackle the world because it's a new year and I got all these things I want to do and all these places I want to go, all these things I want to experience, you know, gotta get things off the ground. I gotta do it all there's a lot of gotta going yeah, on in gotta, January gotta. for me. That's and if you look at the animals, yep. the animals aren't gotta anything. The animals are like, I'm gonna hang out in this tree. I'm going to hang out in, you know, my cave or, you know, I'm just going to go and relax and do nothing because it's winter time. So I have to appreciate nature and use the reminder that the rest of nature gives me, which is to slow down. It's not supposed to be a time of high energy. That's what the spring is for. Now, this is again where I'm just thinking about this truly like in the, in real time as you're saying it and I'm kind of personalizing where I'm at, which is probably the opposite. Again, maybe from more um, looking at it, it's the beginning of a year, there's a launch that's supposed to happen. There's some seeds that are meant to be planted. Um, it's a fresh start. It's a clean slate. The snow's out. You know, there's all these kind of metaphors, analogies I can come up with. But um, it's also, for me, the beginning of setting intentions and trying to take steps for whatever the next chapter is in my life that, you know, creatively, professionally, personally, whatever it is. Right. So I'm not as comfortable and I don't give myself permit. It's also not my, my nature. I don't like to be too sedentary. I like to be still and quiet, but in the right setting, right. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so often what I'll do, which is counter to everything, wipes everything we just said, you know, it wipes the, wipes the slate on everything we just said, which is I really like being outside. I like communing with nature just for the same reason, because it's quiet yeah. and it's clean and there's not a lot of other people doing it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm just even thinking of hikes I take where one of my favorite sounds is just the crunch of really clean snow underneath a yeah. beat. There's something very meditative about that for me. Yeah. So for me, that is being still it's i'm technically in motion but i'm still going inward and it's a nice contemplative way to enjoy that kind of weather yeah well it's both ways you know totally and it reminds me it reminds me of last winter when we had a couple of big snowstorms in the city and i wanted to venture over to central park because Mm -hmm. i saw like all these parents with kids and people on the street that had these plastic sleds and they were going over there and it's like that's one of the best things about winter is just to like go and crunch in the snow or throw snowballs or make snowman whatever you're gonna do but yeah there is some really fun great things about it i'm thinking back to when i went to um i went to nepal many many years ago and i was trekking there i was trekking in the himalaya mountains which actually was a sherpa and myself no one else other groups but not that i was a part of and you know you're at very high altitude it's in january the days are short the mornings are early and we were fully on the sun schedule you have to be because that's what dictates your trekking so we would get to these little lodges up in the mountains at you know six o'clock at night by seven o'clock the sun was down and there's nothing to do plus there's a huge language barrier and one candle (laughs) and me my book and some you know big burlap blanket 
And um, it was hard for me, number one, because I'm not an early bird like that. And number two, because there was no, um, really no stimulation or no real interaction that could even occur. The language, like I said, the language barrier took up a lot of that. And, you know, I read a lot and tried to communicate and have fun. But it was a really interesting, you talk about the John Adams reference earlier, um, just to get into a place. There's something really very romantic about it, but it's challenging when you're used to living a very different way. Yeah. And winter represents that for me. Yeah. And I think... um it's interesting because you talked about going outside in the winter time and really experiencing it. And I think it's a good reminder for people that tend to stay inside yeah. and really avoid it to, you know, try and find something about maybe going into nature or to try something new. Or even if you have a car, drive around and just experience not a snowstorm. <laughs> Don't experience but, black ice. Just yeah, experience that. Right, no. But like if it's snowing, like, you know, maybe park your car to a lake or something and, you know, just be outside a little bit more, but, um, it's a good reminder. You know, I think for me, it's about just remembering a lot of stuff. You know, I'm amazed sometimes at all the things that I do remember, like, Oh, I forgot about that. Or I forgot I knew that, you know? And so to hear reminders from other people, that's one of the good things about interacting with human beings, especially during the winter. (laughs) It's not overrated sometimes to reach out and have, right. Have a conversation, (laughs) make a call, maybe just once in January. I'm here for you. I'm going to hold you accountable. Not only to these little podcast dates of ours, but you actually need to call me and see me. Okay. In January. Sounds good. To help get out of the hole. Sounds good. Well, I've I've ventured over to your party. I think I'm going to do a little more going out to Jersey sometimes. By the way, that view when you get off the bus and walk to your building is just incredible. That New York skyline. It's just amazing. Thanks. I made it myself. There you go. Thank you for that. So with that, this is our last episode of 2015. I personally want to thank everybody who's listened, supported the show, feedback, just really been our cheerleaders and giving us a lot of ideas for the show and also just listening. We really appreciate it. It's meant a lot to me. I know it's meant a lot to Callie. Mm -hmm. So happy new year to everybody. Yeah, I definitely mirror your sentiment. I'd also like to say that we're very excited that in 2016, we're actually going to have guests on the show. We're going to do live call-ins. And so we're going to graduate to more 21st century endeavors with our show. We want to thank everybody for supporting us. And one thing I would like to ask, I'd like to put everyone on the spot, and I'd like to ask everyone who's listening to share our show with just one more person that doesn't know about it yet. Um, One person who you feel might be inspired, might feel... um, you know, interested in listening to us because this is a grassroots endeavor. And so we're just uh, very appreciative of everybody's support and, and ask you to stand to stick with us as we grow. We're excited. So thank you and wishing everybody beautiful, happy, healthy new year. Take care, everybody. Happy new year.